really matters? That might be the most important question you can ask. So let's talk about it. Welcome to What Really Matters podcast, Everyday Spirituality with Karen Wyatt. Thanks for joining me here today. I'm getting this episode posted just a little bit later than usual today, but that's because you might have heard me share this before. I'm a new grandmother for the first time. And now that there's a new little baby in my life, my responsibilities and duties have all shifted a little bit. So I don't always have the schedule I used to have or have control over that. But that's okay. That's perfect, in fact. So but here I am. (laughs) I found the time to do this podcast anyway. And uh, uh, I'm here for you, even though it's a little bit later today than usual. So today I'm going to talk about finding an antidote to despair. And I've talked a little bit about despair in the past. And and really, it's a subject I think about all the time, because our whole planet is going through so many challenges right now. And uh, as I record this, it's we're in the aftermath of Hurricane Ian in Florida, which has just caused unthinkable destruction there and devastation. And I'm, I I think constantly about all the people whose lives have been upended by the damage done by the hurricane. And, and also, they're still in rescue mode, we don't know how many people have been killed by the hurricane. And it's just such a challenging time. But because of climate change, we know that this is not just a one-off event. This is going to be the nature of things for a while. We're going to be seeing extreme natural disasters like this. At least that's what the predictions say. And that's, that's, not, that's not the only thing. Of course, there's still a war going on in the world. There are protests happening in Iran. There is unrest and anger and hatred and polarization throughout the world, but we're feeling it particularly here in the U.S. And it is just a challenging time where it feels to me as if the challenges are coming from all directions right now. There isn't just any one thing to think about or be concerned about. Every day there's something new and and each new challenge just pulls or pushes us in a different way. So I find myself some days on the verge of despair. That happens particularly if I spend too much time reading the news or looking at social media and and reading about about things that are happening, specific events, I begin to feel the weight and the heaviness and the darkness of despair coming over me. And yet one thing I know for certain is that we need to be able to rise above despair because being in a state of despair doesn't serve us at all right now. And the thing that we can do in the world that to offer hope and to bring light into the world is to rise above despair. 
every time it comes to us, acknowledge it. I mean, allow ourselves to feel despair, but have the tools to rise above it so that we don't sink into it. Because despair is like quicksand. It pulls us down and pulls us under and really can suffocate us. It can keep us in a state of depression and inaction and and also apathy for days and weeks and even months. So we have to keep our guard up in a sense and recognize, oh yes, despair is coming over me. And of course, it's normal and natural to feel feelings of despair when when things are are kind of blowing up all around us. That's a normal reaction and a response. But the more we can keep ourselves from falling into the quicksand, the better the world will be. Because this is a time when all of our love, our light, our creativity is needed in the world in each and every moment. Despair robs us of those things and keeps us from being at our best. So I've been thinking a lot about what are my antidotes to despair? How do I get myself back out again when I begin to feel the despair falling over me? So this is what I want to talk about today. And uh, I turn sometimes to wise people who have been through a lot of suffering in the past. And one of those people for me that I look to is Viktor Frankl, who, as you may recall, was a Jewish psychiatrist who was in a concentration camp during the Holocaust. And he ran a clinic in the concentration camp where he actually, it was more of a hospice. He was actually caring for people as they were dying. And he wrote his book, Man's Search for Meaning, about the experiences he had in the concentration camp. And and what he observed is that Everyone experienced the same amount of hardship and stress, and many people died because of it, but some people lived through it. And he had a chance to speak to all of these people in the concentration camp with him and to think about what made the difference, who survived and who did not survive. And this is where he came up with logotherapy, meaning therapy, and his idea that meaning is what gives us a reason to survive. And he says, despair is suffering without meaning. And that's a very powerful statement to me. And so I realize when I do fall into moments of despair myself, it's often because I don't understand what's happening. I can't see a reason why. I can't find an explanation for the things that are happening. It feels senseless to me. And when I I can't find a way to discover meaning in the events I hear about it causes me to feel despair. But I realize the meaning that we're meant to look for is really what is my meaning right now? What is the meaning that I can find for myself in this moment? Uh, Not for me to look at Hurricane Ian and think, oh, what's the meaning of Ian? Why did that happen? 
I mean, I can understand it happened as a result of it's simply weather that happens, a weather event because of climate change. It's more intense than usual, though hurricanes happen every year. So that's actually a, a normal and expected event. But it isn't so much looking looking to the event that happened for the meaning, but looking within and finding meaning within ourselves. So that's something I draw from that in the moment when despair is coming over me, I, I need to stop for just a, just a bit and pause and look within and ask myself, what, what meaning can I find in these events that are happening for myself? What can I find even within my own despair? And Joan Baez, I have a quote from her. She says, action is the antidote to despair. And I do believe that also because many times that's actually what happens for me. I do something or I change something about the way I'm doing something when despair comes over me and that actually inspires hope for me. And so some of the things I've been doing lately that I, I wanted to mention as my antidotes, some of the actions I've been taking. One thing I started doing is watching the sunrise in the morning, just getting up out of bed a little earlier before the sun comes up and, and going outside and watching it, sometimes watching it from inside if if I can see where it's where it's coming up from inside the house. But there was a time a few years ago when I did a little exercise for myself um, for 40 days, I got up every single day and watched the sunrise, and then journaled about it afterwards. And it was such a powerful experiment that I did. And I really loved it. I loved being up early every single day. Some days I had to really push myself to get out of bed. But there was this amazing solitude. And then this incredible moment, this miraculous moment, looking off at the horizon. And as the sun's rays begin to come up before the sun itself is even visible, you can see these powerful rays of light beginning to illuminate the sky of the horizon or the clouds, the colors begin to form. And this is before the, the sun is even visible. And it is such a symbol for hope because I arise in the darkness, in the gray light of dawn and watch the sun come up every single morning. And it always comes up. It's there every single day such a great metaphor for hope, but also just an inspiration that this is the new day beginning for me too. This is a new day when I can take new action or there's something else I could create or I could simply think about or meditate on or there's a way to bring more love into the world to be of service to someone else. And so watching the sunrise, I mean, I, I already learned it a few years ago by doing that 40-day exercise. And that's something I've been doing occasionally. I don't do it every day now, but occasionally when I can, I wake up early and go outside to watch the sun come up. And it's powerful. It's an amazing 
beginning to the day to start the day with this explosion of light and beauty and color and hope. On those days that I do watch the sunrise, everything changes for me. I'm empowered to begin the day. I don't wake up with a bleak feeling or a hopeless feeling when I, when I do watch the sunrise. Another thing that uh, seems helpful to me that I love to do is to look closely at flowers. I love studying flowers and the symmetry of the petals and the shape and design, even the tiniest little flowers and how perfect and beautiful they are in their design. And so again, it reminds me, you know, the flowers are still growing and blooming and they're tiny little flowers growing on alpine slopes in the mountains where there's very little oxygen and where even trees can't grow. The tiniest little flowers still grow there and survive the snow in the winter and bloom every year. And it reminds me again that hope is like those little flowers. It's something that can survive even the harshest and darkest winter. And so I have to remember that there is always hope within. And I, if I pause for a moment and think about it, I can go to that place where I'm witnessing the tiniest flowers in bloom and I smile and I feel the miracle of that. And I remember that there is just always hope. There is always hope in every situation. Another thing that I do, so these are all all my experiences being in nature, but I also love to watch birds fly in formation. And right now I'm by the ocean, so I get to see a lot of seagulls flying in the mornings and in the late afternoon, uh, flying in V formation. It's also autumn right now, so we have a lot of birds in migration. And there's something also so stunning about watching them fly in formation, how they always stay together in a group and they fly together and they change course together. And there will be one leader for a time who then uh, moves to the back and a new leader takes over when the, the bird in front gets tired. And again, it's a beautiful, amazing thing to behold how they work together. And it just shows me this Again, this symmetry and connectedness and unity and wholeness within nature that exists and that it's an instinct for birds to fly together in this formation. And we humans are, are no less than flowers or birds. We too have these instincts of how to come together and how to work in formation and how to change things, how to get someplace, how to make a difference. And when we stay out of despair, we're more likely to be able to tap into those instincts and to figure out how can I be here in this moment? How can I make a difference? How can I change something? And sometimes I just like to watch people. Sometimes I 
put my phone down. I just go sit someplace where lots of people are walking by. And I love to people watch. Parks are great for this, uh, oftentimes because people are there to get exercise or um, they're in motion and moving. And I just, I love to see people always. I see people helping one another. I see people greeting each other. Um, I see little children holding the hands of adults. I see them playing. I see people exercising and getting stronger every day. And so having just a moment to observe people reminds me always, I come away from those experiences thinking, oh my gosh, I just love people. People are amazing. People are wonderful. Whereas if I spend too much time on social media, reading some of the things that people write and post, I start to feel very negative about human beings these days. I start feeling like, oh man, people are awful. And it's true. Both things are true. People are capable of horrific things and capable of atrocities and being terrible to one another. But on an individual basis, people are also wonderful. We also all still have the capacity to love and care for one another. And so I need to intentionally remind myself of the good things about other people. So that's where spending just a little bit of time observing. Sometimes uh, the grocery store sometimes is a good place as well because I see people helping one another there a lot, reaching for something on a high shelf uh, for someone who, who can't reach up, opening the door, helping someone get their cart through the door, sometimes helping carry groceries to the car or unpack the cart for someone who needs help. I see lots of little moments of beauty, but you have to look for them in order to see them. So that experience of people watching, it's really about turning your attention away from focusing on the negative and the terrible things that are happening to observing, looking for, watching for the good things and seeing the goodness that is around us. And then, of course, because I'm a new grandmother, I'm spending lots of time with a newborn baby, which is another miracle in this world. It's phenomenal. And the times I hold her in my arms and rock her or sing to her, I'm, I'm just tuning in to this sense of new life, new, new beginnings, new hope. She's learning something in every moment, every day. She's taking in everything around her and it's all brand new. And so in those moments when I'm holding her, I get to see the world through her eyes. And it's phenomenal. And I remember to always have these eyes, these new eyes of being willing and able to see the beauty in the world as if I'm looking at it for the first time. And taking it in with awe and inspiration. And then the, the next thing I wanted to mention as an antidote to despair is to make something with your own hands. And this goes back again to Joan Baez's quote, action is the antidote to despair, but it doesn't have to be huge actions in the world. It can be the smallest creative action and, and using your hands. And I started a little hobby that I take up from time to time, which is 
wrapping rocks. I find amazing rocks out in nature somewhere and I have leather cords. And by watching some videos on YouTube, I've been able to learn how to do these very special kind of braided wraps around the rock to kind of decorate the rock with leather. And it's beautiful, but it's very satisfying and soothing to do that as a hobby. I, and there are so many other things we can do with our hands, knitting, sewing, drawing, playing music, of course, also baking, kneading bread dough, which I used to make bread uh, on an occasional basis in the past. I don't anymore, but um, kneading bread dough, rolling out cookie dough, like just making and creating with our hands, anything that we cook with our hands. I think that is a very earthy, tangible way of taking action and recognizing that we can always create something new. We can always make something with our hands. We have this, this ability within us to use these hands to do something. So we have these tools with us that we can use to take action, to be creative in the world, to bring love into the world. And then one final quote, this is from Cesar Chavez, who said, we draw our strength from the very despair in which we have been forced to live. We shall endure. This quote is very stirring to me, and it reminds me immediately of the people in Ukraine and how they have risen to meet the challenge of the war that they're experiencing and how it seems they were people just like us, just living their ordinary lives and suddenly their country is at war, has been invaded, there are battles going on, there's death happening all around them and yet people are rising up and they're doing amazing things and they're finding strength that I would imagine they never knew they had to defend their country, to defend their loved ones, to try to keep their own families safe. And so the very despair of the situation has actually called them to rise up with their strength and with hope in a way that they may not have ever been rallied in the past. And I'm reminded also of something I said in a, a podcast a couple of weeks ago about anxiety, that researchers have found that feeling the experience of anxiety that we feel within our own bodies causes the hormone oxytocin to be released. And oxytocin is the love hormone that helps us feel more connected to other people. And so anxiety as a negative or difficult experience to have has within it the very seeds that help us rise above it. And from Cesar Chavez's quote, I think we can recognize that despair has within it as well the seeds of strength and resilience and hopefulness that we also need to rise above despair. And so this is one of the most hopeful messages I've read. And I, I think about this each day now 
the fact that, oh, I'm feeling despair, but this despair is going to inspire me to grow more, to love more, to get stronger, and to go deeper within myself and to heal some of the old wounds that I'm carrying within myself. So as far as mindset goes for the last thing to talk about, because how we look at despair and how we think about despair is what matters the most. And that's why I'm doing this episode right now, because each one of us may need to tweak a little bit our own, our own perspective on despair. And so the first thing to remember mindset wise is that life has never had any guarantees. And in fact, looking back through history, life has been filled with suffering and challenge and uncertainty forever. That's just, it's just part of life. And when you read stories about any other times in history, it's obvious that people were, were under tremendous burdens just to survive, just to make it from day to day. Obviously, despair has been with us and suffering has been with us from the very beginning. And yet, here we are as human beings, we persist, we've endured, we're still here. And so I think sometimes we, we suffer because of our suffering, because we believe that we should never suffer. We believe that life shouldn't have suffering in it. And that's what actually causes us to suffer more. But when we accept the fact that, oh, this is all just part of life and how life is, this is how it works. Then I think we can move beyond that. We don't suffer for the fact that we're suffering. We step around that to say, but what I do next how what I learn, how I act and how I behave in the world is what's going to make the difference. So the next thing that I think is important, at least for me in my mindset is to simply be curious. If I can't explain what's happening, I don't understand it. I don't know why. Why is it like this right now? I, I don't know. I have to learn how to live without answers. But I can simply be curious and I can from day to day be be in a laboratory of life, just observing and waiting until perhaps I learn more, perhaps I understand more, perhaps I will be able to see it more clearly in the future. But for right now, this is just how it is. This is just how life is right now in this moment. And then also being willing to look within because instead of looking outside of us when things go wrong, like, oh, whose fault is it that Hurricane Ian happened to look within to find our own strengths, to find our resilience, to find whatever action we might be capable of taking, what can we create, what light can we shed, what love can we send how could we do something with our hands that might be helpful in this situation? To ask ourselves, what can I learn? How can I grow? What creativity am I going to discover now in the midst of these difficulties? And to stop looking for all the answers and all the reasons and all the places to put blame, but simply be curious about I wonder what will happen next. And I wonder what ways I could find that I could be of service or be helpful right now. And another 
metaphor from nature that I find really helpful is the fact that the lodgepole pine trees produce pine cones that with seed coverings that are very tightly closed. And those seed coverings only open when they've experienced the heat of fire. It's another example of the suffering itself contains within it the seeds of the new growth and new life. So after a tremendous forest fire, all the pine cones on the ground will be, that have been through the fire and the intense heat will have popped open and the seeds are released and new trees are beginning to grow even the in the moments after the fire takes place because the seeds have been released into the ground. And so remembering once again that every disaster and every challenge contains within it the seeds of new growth, just, just as I've said, and we have so many examples of it that we can see around us. So whatever you're experiencing or going through right now in your life, personally, and, and also as you look around at what's happening in the world, I hope that you remember that somehow, somewhere, new seeds are being released and planted that are going to make a difference, that are going to change things. And again, we can't see it right now. We're not aware of it in this moment. But if we can simply hold ourselves in a neutral place of curiosity to watch and wait and listen and be willing to learn and grow, then someday we may be able to see the results of that new growth. It may become obvious to us. It just isn't right now. We don't know for sure what's going to happen. So I invite you with me to allow the despair to descend upon you or rise within you, whichever way it's happening or both. Allow the despair to be present. We don't want to ever demonize our feelings or try to repress them. But envision that this despair is not going to pull you into the quicksand. You can hold the despair. You can allow it to be there. But you can meet it with love and with light and with your hands, with the creativity of, of your very own hands to make something new in this moment. So I, I invite you to join me finding your own antidotes to despair right now because the world does not need us to get lost in that despair. The world needs us to be able to hold it and at the same time continue to bring light and love here and creativity. So uh, I hope that you might find this little meditation of mine helpful and I wish all the best and all the love for you and yours and safety as well, wherever your loved ones may be right now. And so until we're together next week, remember that love is what it's really all about. And even if despair is starting to pull you under, if you can just think of love, how can I find more love? How can I be more loving? Where is love within me? That will be your life preserver that will help you get out of the quicksand. Face your fear, be ready for whatever challenges might come next, and love each and every moment of your very special life. Bye-bye.